Welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 74, Eat with the Environment in Mind. Hello, everyone. I am Shelly Rael, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and founder and host of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. So today, I want to let you know, March is National Nutrition Month. And just to tell you a little bit about that, National Nutrition Month is an annual campaign that is was created by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is the professional association to which I belong as a registered dietitian nutritionist. And each year, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics has this National Nutrition Month campaign to help consumers make informed food choices and develop healthy eating and physical activity habits. So if you're a listener of the Real World Nutrition Podcast, I am making an assumption that you are informed about your food choices, or at least trying to be better informed about your food choices and have or develop healthy eating habits. Now, every year there's a slightly different theme, not slightly, there is a different theme. And this year's theme for 2023 for National Nutrition Month is fuel for the future. And this highlights the importance of fueling our bodies. Food is our fuel for the human body. Fueling our bodies at every age. There are different things we look at from infancy, childhood, teenage years, the adult years, older adult years, and the older, older adult years, as well as people who are highly physical active, people who have various disease states. And this is not a disease state. Those during pregnancy, there's different nutrition concerns or things to address. And when breastfeeding, there are different things we address with regard to nutrition. So there's a lot of different aspects we look at. And while all of us are human beings, I'm assuming you will all are all human beings, we have differences in some of the things, the nuances of food and nutrition with our individual life cycle, stage of life cycle, I should say. So that's just a little bit of a summary of our approaches as registered dietitian nutritionist and looking at nutrition and helping people be informed consumers. And one of the themes this 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 month, so I said fuel for the future, but one of the things is we encourage people to practice gratitude for your body. We do a lot of things to this body we have for just we get the one model and we've got to take care of it. And a lot of us admittedly don't take the best care of it. So one of the things is we are saying is to encourage giving your body the fuel it needs. And let's look at it in a sustainable, so sustainability, sustainable foods. So to kick off National Nutrition Month this week, as I said with the title of this episode, eat with the environment in mind. Now, recognizing this. It would be great to really be conscious of every single food we are eating and how it has an impact on the environment. Do it with every meal. And I don't know for sure if that is realistic because sometimes I just eat what's available in the home and haven't really thought about the impact as much as maybe I should. So I'm just going to give you five tips 
to help you eat with the environment in mind. So fueling your body, fuel for the future, making sure that generations behind us will still be able to have access to this food. So number one, enjoy more plant-based meals and snacks. Now, I will tell you this, you do not have to go vegetarian. You do not have to go vegan. If you do, if you are, that is wonderful. Flexitarian is an option. And if you haven't heard this term flexitarian, this is somebody who opts or chooses not to eat meat most of the time. They are consciously choosing it less often. However, they will still eat it on occasion. So during the holidays, if somebody's making a prime rib or a rib roast for the holidays, they're not going to ignore that. They just tend to choose it less often or don't eat it often throughout the rest of the year. And let me tell you this, even meat eaters, those of us like, I'm a meat eater, I'll never give up meat. Great, that's fine. Just you're probably eating a plant-based diet, meaning that's the foundation. You are eating plant foods and you don't necessarily have to exclude animal products. Meat eaters should still have an eating pattern that is based on plants, not exclusively necessarily. So for example, let's just consider this. If you're going to have a meal with burger and fries, think about it. How much of that is a plant-based food? Several items on that plate or in that meal are plant-based. If you're having a burger and fries, the bun, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickles, whatever else you may throw on your burger may be plant-based. Obviously, cheese and bacon isn't. And the french fries, like it or not, that's plant-based. So even meat eaters are probably eating a diet that is about half and even possibly two-thirds plant foods. So you may already be doing it. Number two, purchase foods with minimal packaging. Even if you recycle the packaging, consider that the phrase reduce, reuse, and recycle starts with the word reduce, as in don't get it in the first place. So for example, when buying produce, do you put all that produce into separate bags? Do you even put them in bags? When I shop for produce, I generally don't put my produce into bags unless it's really necessary. So if I'm buying uh, some herbs, for example, like mint or cilantro, I'm not putting that in a bag. I mean, I am putting that in a bag, sorry. But if I'm buying oranges or bananas or avocados, I don't put those in bags. And maybe that is annoying to the cashier. But most of the time these days, I'm the cashier. And I just don't put them in bags. So that's just one example. When buying foods, can you get it in a bulk option? So rather than having additional packaging or multiple packages, you may be able to have less packaging there. Now, of course, there are some foods that will always need packaging. Try buying milk without a package. It's not going to go well. But see if there are options with minimal packaging. That's just a way to get started. Number three, buy foods in season and shop locally when possible. So I don't have a full list of seasonal fruits and vegetables, 
but there's some that you may already know about. So for example, are you looking for pumpkin or squash, summer squash during the winter time? Are you looking for cranberries, fresh cranberries in the middle of the summer? Are you looking for watermelon in November? There's a reason that cranberries are associated with the late in the year holidays. And watermelon is associated with summer. These are when those foods are in season. Now, I do buy extra cranberries when they're available and put them in the freezer. So if I want to have them throughout the year, I do have them. But just keep that in mind is if you're trying a new recipe, it may be more challenging or more expensive. And being able to access some of these foods, you may be able to do it, but it takes a lot more impact in the, on the environment to get it. And local. Check your local growers markets. Check for local growers markets on the weekend in your area. That's supporting local, supporting your local farmers. And if you insist on organic, consider this. I've had people tell me they go to the growers market and they skip many of the vendors because they're not listed as organic foods. But your local grower is very likely growing their food organically, but just doesn't have the resources. They don't have the resources to get the certification to label their food as organic. That is a requirement. Go back to episode nine that I'll link in the show notes where I've talked about this. So lots of foods are grown organically. They just don't have the label. When I have my neighbors giving me their seasonal fruits at the end of the summer saying, come get them. I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's not organic. No, I don't do that. And two, they're not spraying all kinds of stuff on that. It's grown organically. It's just not labeled that way. So don't bypass foods because of that, especially if that's something you are concerned about, that if you really want something grown organically, ask the grower if you're standing in front of them. Number four, start a container garden or a backyard garden and grow some things at home. Now, I am admittedly someone who does not grow my own food. I am extremely grateful other people do. And it's not that I won't grow my own food. I am very much challenged in doing so. So I just know my limits and appreciate others grow my food for me. However, if you are so inclined, you don't have to do a full backyard garden, especially if you don't have space. You can do a container garden. You can do a very small batch of something that you like, that you use on a regular basis. And a container could just be an herb garden that you have growing in your windowsill. You could have a tomato or lettuce plant growing on your patio or even in your kitchen. So there's resources that you can look for on how to start a container garden. You can go to your local nursery or your county extension. A lot of those places have classes on that. And number five, be sure to include canned and frozen foods in your overall eating pattern. Many people will say fresh is best. You've got to go for the fresh foods. But is it really? This was one of the first episodes I did of the Real World Nutrition Podcast, episode three. 
addressing fresh, frozen, or canned. So fresh is not always the best option. Go for it. If you will eat it, it won't go to waste. But don't exclude canned and frozen foods, especially frozen fruits and vegetables, because fresh, those canned or frozen foods were fresh when they were in that canning process, in that freezing process, and it's being held in that nutritious state, in the canned or frozen state. So their nutritional value is still there. And yes, there's added added sodium, added sugars. So drain them, not always added sugars, but drain those canned items. Rinse them off. And you can reduce the sodium content. All right, so those are my five tips on helping you eat with the environment in mind. As a registered dietitian nutritionist, I can help you with your nutrient needs throughout life. As I said, these do change throughout life. And I can help you with some personalized information to meet your health goals. Check out the link in the show notes on how you can schedule a free 30-minute introductory call with me at a time of your choosing to talk about how I can help you reach your health goals and clear up some of this nutrition information that can be confusing sometimes. You all take care. Bye for now.